HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. The following episode of The Farm Report has been brought to you by White Oak Pastures. White Oak Pastures cattle are raised in a manner that has stood the test of time. It begins with southern sunshine, unpolluted country air, and fertile coastal soil. The cattle are allowed to roam the pastures and graze freely on sweet native grasses all of their lives. White Oak Pastures all-natural grass-fed beef has been available in all of the Whole Foods stores in the Mid-Atlantic states. We hope that you'll support the program through your purchase of the beef through one of the Whole Foods stores. For more information, visit www.whiteoakpastures.com. All right, it's Thursday, 1 o'clock, and you are tuned in to the Heritage Radio Network's Farm Report. Going solo today, I want to give a little shout-out to my co-host, Heather, who's down in Miami working with the Roberta's crew at Art Basel. Good luck, Heather. Looking forward to seeing you again next week. Um, Our guest today is the beautiful and talented Alexis Stevens. Alexis, are you on the line? I am here. Awesome. Welcome. (laughs) So, Thank you. Alexis is the EBT project manager for uh, New York City Green Markets, Grow NYC. We had a couple of their staffers on before, and we're excited to learn even more about um, some of their programming there. Before we kind of tuck into it, Alexis, I wanted to kind of share some statistics that I was looking at a little earlier from the New York Coalition to uh, End Hunger. Mm-hmm. Um, these were shocking. I'm sure that you're familiar with them, but uh, $3.2 billion is is the number of um, food stamps that are issued for New York City alone. Um, one in eight New York households are classified as food insecure, and um, that translates to about 1.7 million New Yorkers. Um, I, was, I was really surprised. Those numbers are a lot bigger than I thought they were going to be. So I'm excited to hear a little bit more about kind of the work Grow NYC is doing to, to create some more food access for them. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, what exactly is EBT, what's your role at Green Market, and, and describe the program for us. Sure. Well, EBT stands for um, Electronic Benefits Transfer, and it's actually the, um, it's like a debit card that um, the government uses to issue benefits to people. So um, food stamps or SNAP is one of those um, programs issued on the EBT card, but also people can use um, use their uh, EBT card for uh, welfare, cash assistance, or Medicaid. It's the same card for all of those services? Yes, correct. Okay. Um, so 
I, as you said, I run the EBT and Farmers Market Project for Green Market. And it started, you know, prior to 2005, I mean, prior to 2001, um, food stamps were actually issued um, as stamps. They were paper stamps. And so farmers, you know, most farmers were able to accept them. They would just register with the USDA um, to, be, to get an FNS number to enable them to accept the coupons. And then um, customers who were en- enrolled in the food stamp program would go directly to the farmers and give them their stamps um, for, for the farmer's products, just exactly like a cash transaction. Um, you know, and then 2001 in New York State Congress had mandated and around the rest of the country that these food stamps be converted, um, put on the EBT card. And this was for, you know, it, it, was, it was to make the, uh, pro- the program more efficient. Um, it reduced fraud. It reduced maybe the stigma of food stamp users having to go and, and pay with coupons. Now they could pay with um, something that looked like a debit card. Um, but it completely left farmers' markets out of the loop. So farmers who were once redeeming thousands of dollars um, in food stamps every year no longer had access to that to that cash, that money. Oh, wow. So that sounds like a, there was a gap there. Was that kind of in process for a few years? I mean... Yeah, there was a number, you know, it was just kind of like a little bit of a vacuum effect. Um, and there has been a number of um, efforts to kind of uh, bridge bridge that divide again. But one of the biggest problems is the the machine that you need to accept the, the, the EBT card is typically, you know, just like any point-of-sale device, you typically need a, um, a phone line or electricity. So... Um, there, there, there are these wireless uh, terminals, but when it first, when they first started appearing, you know, in you know the early 2000s, the technology was really poor. Um, transactions were being lost. Uh, they, they, the terminals were just failing and breaking down. So originally. Um, what New York State did was they started to distribute these terminals to directly to farmers, but the problem was that um, the terminals weren't working. And then also, there was no advertising and outreach done. So no, no food stamp customers knew that they could use their food stamps at the farmer's market anymore. So sales were really low. And then um, farmers also kind of left a bad taste in their mouth because they had been, they, you know, took on the responsibility of having this machine, maybe paying some money for this machine, paying their wireless transaction fees and for a program that just didn't really quite pick up or work. Got it. Um, so what we have, um, what... We started to do in 2005, which is um, we found to be the most successful model to enable farmers markets to accept food stamps, and which is, you know, I think the the model that most of farmers markets use around the country to do is um, the token model. So that's where our central terminal model. So that's where we have a farmers market manager um, stationed at a booth, and they accept. They're, they're there with the wireless terminal device, and they're there to troubleshoot the machine, and customers actually come right to the market manager. They receive wooden tokens, and then they're able to go ahead and use the wooden tokens with the farmers like a cash transaction. Okay. Oh. So, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with the wooden tokens from, you know, working at the farmer's market. So if, if I come into uh, a New York City, you know, one of the Grow NYC markets, um, I, 
and I'm a food stamp, you know, recipient, recipient, I can just go to the market station and they swipe my card and then they give me tokens in the amount. And can I use those at any of the stands in the yeah, farmer's you market? Can use, you can use the tokens at any of the um, farmer stands that sell um, food stamp, stamp eligible items. So no um, wine or no, um, you know, house plants, but all other, you know, pretty much all other food, food items are, are okay. So uh, dairy, meat, cheese, vegetables, dairy, meat, cheese, anything that's... Edible plants, even. Okay. something a lot of people don't know about. Um, so, the, you know, that model has been, you know, really successful. The farmers like it because, you, know, you know, most of the administrative work is on us. Um, and then we also get to... We also get to, to go out and promote the program. Um, so in 2005, we, had, we started, the, started with, I think, three markets accepted EBT, and our total sales were $1,000. For um, the year? Or? For the whole year. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now, um, thanks to um, City Council, the Speaker Quinn has actually started funding our project in 2007. And so they gave us money to do an advertising budget, which still many people don't know they can, you know, once again use their food stamps at the farmer's markets, increase the amount of markets they have, and, you know, hire, hire myself, someone to just oversee and coordinate the whole project. So that's when, when our um, project really started taking off. That's 2007? So mm-hmm, 2007, we were up to $40,000 worth in sales, and, um, and we were in 12 markets. So that's a huge increase from 1000 to 40000 sure. in, in two years. And then actually this past year in 2010, we were given um, funding to uh, increase uh, the food stamp program to 40 of our markets, including Union Square, which is our largest green market. And we expect our food stamp sales to be over $500,000. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so that is, I mean, I think that's just really, you know, testament that, you know, New Yorkers that are on food stamps really want to use their food stamps to go out and shop at the farmer's market. And the program is, you know, a really good idea um, for both the, the customers that get to go and now buy this really fresh, healthy, tasty food and, and for the farmers who are, are getting that extra income. Yeah. Do you, um, I mean, what is your sense? Um, are the are food stamp customers new customers to the market or are there people who would be shopping there anyway? Yeah, you know, we have done um, a number of surveys every year of, you know, how long have you been shopping at the farmer's market, how long, you know, how long have you been using your food stamps at the market, and we found that mostly, you know, it seems about 30% of the people that we survey are new to the market, and they're new to using their food stamp card at the market every year. So, so you're, that's, you're, that's yeah, huge. driving new people to the markets. Well, that's awesome. I mean, you know, $500,000 is like... No small amount of money, and it's. I mean, we said the figure at the beginning of the show. There's 3.2 billion dollars um, oh, coming yeah, to New York City. Yeah, it's not even close to to what the potential of of the program is. But definitely, we're, you know, looking to, you know, at least let everybody who is enrolled in the food stamp program know that they are able to to shop at the farmers markets with with their food stamps. Do you notice um, like a, a difference in in usage uh, at different markets throughout the city? Absolutely. Um, we have, you know, farmers markets where in neighborhoods where the um, pe- the number of people ro- enrolled in the food stamps or you know any s- sort of assistance program is fifty percent. Um, and then we have farmers markets that you know the the number of people enrolled in those programs is a lot lower than that. Maybe it's like less than than five percent. Um, 
you know, we have some farmers markets that do, you know, I think that have done about $70,000 a year um, just in food stamp sales. Wow. And then some farmers markets, you know, that have done $500 a year. So it absolutely, you know, it depends on the neighborhood. It depends on the number of people enrolled, you know, enrolled in the food stamp programs. It depends on, um, I think, you know, it's a cultural preference of, of uh, different cultures or different people just uh, used to shopping in open-air markets um, or in cooking food, that, you know, cultures that cook. So that all has stuff to do with the success of food stamps at the farmer's markets. So can you tell us a little bit about kind of what the staffing situation looks like? I mean, you said that you guys are getting funding through the city council right now, mm-hmm. but um, is, is your, your salary is coming out of of that funding or through Growing Ways I mean, what's your staff look like? Yeah, the EBT program, and, and we're thankful for this. I mean, this is one of the, you know, one of the reasons why, you know, we boast one of the most successful um, programs in the country is because we've, we've been, you know, continuously or consistently funded by the, the New York City Council. So we have staff, we have myself that's overseeing the whole project. Um, we have um, uh, I have a, pro- a project associate that actually works with our market managers who are out manning the markets. All of these markets, these 40 markets, have somebody that is hired to just um, stand out there and operate the EBT terminal and accept the tokens. And so, and then all of those markets again have somebody that is allocated to go out into the community to do outreach um, for for the market to let people in the neighborhood know about the market, and, and then they can use their food stamps at the market. So, and then also. We have um, a bookkeeping. So, you know, at the end of the day, when after cu- farmers have collected all these tokens from customers, we go around and we collect the tokens um, from the cu- from the farmers, and we write them a receipt, and we bring all that stuff back to the bookkeeper, who then has to you know process all these receipts and and make sure that the farmers get paid. So it's a huge it's a huge administrative cost um, for our organization for sure. Awesome, and you? I mean. Do you feel like that is going to be a, a barrier for markets around the country to kind of initiate similar projects? Or are you guys talking at all about yeah. streamlining that process? Or what are some opportunities for kind I, of increasing yeah, I think that, access? That, that is the number one barrier for, you know, I think currently in 2010, there's about 6,000 farmers markets um, in the country and about thousand of those except food stamps. And I think one of the barrier, biggest barriers absolutely is cost. Um, most farmers markets are completely volunteer run and they don't really have the means to maybe purchase the wireless, you know, the, the, the terminal, the wireless terminal that retails at about $1,000 and then pay the, the monthly wireless transaction fees. Never mind that the cost of actually having staff out there, which is huge every week to, to deal with customers, and then they need someone to, to do bookkeeping. So that is, that's a huge, a huge cost and burn it. There are, you know, there is, there, because I think that as a whole, that food stamps and farmers markets is being recognized as like a really um, valuable and successful program. So there is grant and more grants and, and just money, more money becoming available to help um, support these markets. But, you know, definitely I think that uh, it's not the most um, sustainable model. Uh, you know, hope, you know, I, you know, I hope that in 10 years that we're not still dealing with, you know, <laughs> all these tokens. I mean, we have like 50,000 tokens um, in our office, <laughs> which is really 
pretty ridiculous. And farmers market, you know, managers that are walking around with backpacks full of tokens, the whole thing's a little bit silly. So where we see the program, you know, going in the future is that the technology is going gonna, is gonna to catch up. You know, you think of the first um, cell phone there was, uh, like I think of, maybe this is really referencing my time, but like Zach Morris, say by the bell, those giant, sure, yeah. those giant old cell phones. Um, and then now we have the iPhone, the, you know, the 4G iPhone. So that's huge. And it's something that, you know, has just transformed in the, pa- in the, in the past 15 years. So we, we, we hope to see the same with these um, wireless devices. And so farmers would be easily able to sign up for their own account. They'll, you know, the, t- the, the transaction process for the accepting EBT will be really quick. It will be just as easy as a cash transaction. And also, farmer, you know, so we won't actually have to be involved. It will be something that farmers think, see as a um, program that is uh, making them enough money that it is worth it for them to go off on their own and sign up and, uh, and purchase a terminal and accept um, food stamps directly with their customers. Yeah, and I mean, I think if we re, you know reflect again on that three point two billion dollar number, I mean, if we can di- be directing more of those funds back to New York State farmers, I think that sounds like a real win win. Yeah, it's a it's an enormous opportunity. It's an enormous um, funding opportunity for farmers. And our job, you know, uh, I think Green Market's job in, in in the interim time, and all other farmers market operators is to just to let everybody know that. Um, let food stamp customers know that they can use their food stamps at the farmer's markets. It's amazing to me still today. I mean, I guess, you know, there's a lot of people in New York City, um, and the program is just five years old, but it's still, you know, we still get people that are like, oh, I didn't know you could, you know, at the markets, I didn't know you could use your food stamps at the farmer's markets. So they're so they're so happy that they get to, they get to come here and they don't have to go um, to the grocery store or other bodegas where, or bodegas where the food might not be as fresh. Cool. Well, let's let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about those food access issues. Welcome back to the Farm Report. We are chatting with Alexis Stevens of Grow NYC. Alexis, before the break, we we were starting to touch on this very hot topic. We've had a few guests on um, kind of tussing around the idea of food and food access in New York City. And, um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about about farmers markets and kind of what a unique um, kind of opportunity they bring to different communities and neighborhoods around the city. I mean, what role do you think the markets are going to play in creating more access to fresh food for, for food insecure areas? Well, I think that's absolutely, you know, it's something we take a look at when we are looking at green market 
takes a look at when we're, where do we start a new farmer's market is what kind of access do, do people in these areas have um, to, to fresh foods. Uh, and we did, I think we did, we were doing a survey, I think it was in the, in the South Bronx, and we found that um, it was like something crazy, like 80% said that they had three or fewer places within like a 15-block a, a radius to, to get fresh food. So, um, you know, I think that, Farmers markets is definitely one part of of the solution. I, I I would love it if we could just put a, a farmers market, you know, maybe on every every corner and every block. But I don't know if that's the the the, be, the best way to go about it. But I do think that, you know, working with with farmers and 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 you know, we have a, a wholesale market and getting you know bodegas and grocery stores and and schools and institutions and um, them to to purchase locally grown foods. That's going to be the, the key to, of ensuring that everybody in, in New York City has access to these fresh foods. And are, are projects like that, I mean, is that part of the scope of, of your position um, to kind of look at, uh, at other ways that, that Grow NYC can kind of be living its mission, you know, bringing food to New Yorkers and supporting, you know, regional farmers? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, more so what I'm, you know, I can't, I can't concentrating on just um, creating opportunities for um, all New Yorkers to be able to shop at the farmer's market and making sure, you know, having access, you know, meaning uh, affordability, um, meaning um, certainly it's, easiest to go, you know, easy, easy in proximity. Um, there's no uh, language barriers are taken care of, um, that kind of thing. So making sure that every single New Yorker can go into, into our farmer's market and it's a, it, it, they feel like it's a space for them and that the produce um, or foods there is accessible to them. So one of the other couple of things that I, I work with is the, um, the Farmer's Market Nutrition Program coupons, which is um, their $4 coupons that are distributed to WIC, and, um, WIC, which is Women, Infants, and Children Program, which is a supplemental nutrition program for women um, who are pregnant or who have children and um, low-income seniors. And those are, you know, it's uh, $4 coupons that are distributed to um, uh, seniors and, and with participants to kind of um, get them, well, one, just to help them um, purchase fresh food so they get about 20 to $24 uh, a year. And then the, the next is to introduce them to the farmer's market, introduce them to how, you know, wonderful uh, the produce tastes and what a, what a great community space is. And absolutely we find that once, you know, making that first introduction and making that first purchase, that really helps um, uh, people be able that really helps them to want to come back. Sure. Are those the health bucks or is that something no, different? No, health bucks is actually, and I, I was meaning to talk to talk about this in the last segment, health bucks is something that we have, um, you know, we really attribute to our program being such a, a great success. Uh, and that is a program from the New York City Department of Health and where for in um, certain areas uh, in New York City, where there's farmers markets and those farmers markets accept EBT. For every $5 um, food stamp customers spend with their food stamps, they receive a uh, $2 coupon for free. So that's a 40% increase in purchasing power. Um, and that really uh, 
people people freak out over that. They really yeah. they really love it that they get. <laughs> That's a major that. coupon. <laughs> they they get they get that um, they get that discount, and they really you know it really does incentivize them. It does exactly what it is to, to come to the come to the farmers market. Um, you know we you know one of the other really successful things that that program has done for us is working with um, the Human Resources Administration. That they are actually the, the funders of the Health Bug Program and the Human Resources Administration. Um, they administer the food stamp program in New York City. And so one of the things they've done to advertise Health Bucks is they've sent out a mailing to all food stamp recipients in the zip codes where those farmers markets are that accept Health Bucks. Um, that is amazing targeted outreach. You know, we do not have, we do not currently have that um, capacity to, 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 you know, let people know um, let all the, all the food stamp recipients know that, that they can use their food stamps at the farmer's markets. And um, I think that it was the first year that they did that mailing in 2008. We saw a, um, that first week, we saw a 30% increase in sales. So that wow. was, yes, yeah, it, it's pretty incredible. Um, I think it's, you know, every mailing they do, we get, we get more customers. And um, I think it's those kind of partnerships that, um, that need to be made you know, more so in New York City and more so across the country, getting the people who are, are working with these food stamp or SNAP programs and having them help advertise um, fresh foods available Yeah, I was, in the areas. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, we had talked about um, the, the New York City Coalition Against Hunger mm-hmm. as, a, as a resource for people who are kind of interested in, and learning more about kind of how to get involved in in hunger relief issues, and and if you're in need of um, assistance, it's a great resource. I know your website also um, www.grownyc.org lists all the markets where food stamps are available, mm-hmm. and um, kind of where 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 people can go to find out more information. Are there any other you know? organizations that you guys partner with or that you would recommend if people are interested in in getting more involved or learning more about some of these issues? Sure, absolutely. Um, Yeah, well, first of all, I would say go to our website, and there's also uh, great volunteer opportunities for us at Green Market. Um, There's also uh, the Hunger Action Network of New York State lists some um, great resources, Um, uh, you know, they are a network and volunteer organizations, soup kitchens and food pantries, and have some great information about hunger and, uh, you know, organizations in New York City that are working on hunger, hunger relief. I would say looking at into City Harvest, uh, another great organization that goes around and collects extra food um, from different restaurants and, and our markets um, and other places, and then goes to distribute them to soup kitchens and food pantries. Um, uh, Just Food is a is an amazing um, organization that assists the development of uh, community supported CSAs, community supported agriculture programs, all throughout the city. Um, also, if people want to go to www.grownyc.org, we will have a, we have a, a large list of of organizations that we partner with with similar goals to ours. That's awesome. That's great. So, what about? I mean, we've talked a lot about kind of getting the word out to to communities in New York City. But what about for farmers? I mean, when you're looking to open a market in, in an area that's kind of more per- perceived to be under underserved or more low income, do you have, is it, is it a different kind of scenario when you're trying to put the vendors who are going to be at that market together? Do you find resistance from farmers? I mean, 
Yeah, no, I mean, we don't, I wouldn't say, like, resistance from farmers. We really would, you know, really try to pick product type that's going to be culturally, culturally, culturally appropriate <laughs> to the neighborhood. Um, so, you know, I mean, just, and, and there's, there's a lot of different things that go into that. But, you know, if we're going, you know, markets in, in the South Bronx where um, there's a high percentage of, of our um, patrons are, are Latin American, we really maybe want to try to put some farmers that have a lot of Latin American products uh, available, like Popolo or cilantro or, you know, uh, uh, what I'm trying to say, <laughs> I know something else, <laughs> but, but but you know what I mean. Yeah, and, and, sure. and we do the same thing, you know, and, and we maybe we'll survey the com- the community to see what kind of products that they want to see. If they want to see more collard greens, if they want eggs, if they want meats, if they want cheeses, we you know we do the, the, the same thing for for all of our markets throughout the city. And you know, in the in those markets where you know maybe it's underserved or there is a you know high amount of of people shopping with their food stamps. The farmers, I mean, they love the food stamp program. It, it, that, that there more than ever is, it's, it's a, it's a huge percent of our percentage of our sales. I mean, some farmers in, in our most successful EBT markets report that food stamps account for, you know, 50 to 75% of their total sales. So they absolutely, you know, understand the value of it and appreciate, you know, appreciate it as, you know, people that would be able to shop at that market otherwise and money they wouldn't be seeing otherwise. Awesome. Wow. That's great. 50 to 75%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. At our, yeah. At our markets where, you know, the, the totals, I think, uh, Poe Park in, in the South Bronx and 175th Street are our highest volume EBT sales markets that we, we boast, boast about all the time that, you know, they're doing $70,000 a year and, you know, there's maybe less than 10 vendors at those markets. So. It sounds like a, a sales pitch right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what, so what is the, I mean, as far as kind of just getting getting farmers acquainted with the program, um, is that part of the application process or can they choose not to participate or? You know, we, we, we really, I mean, they could, they, we don't make farmers go to any markets. Um, when they sign up for, you know, to be a green market vendor, we really will take a look at, at their product and see um, what, you know what are where what are our already existing markets lacking because it really is a fine balance we want we want the farmer to be really successful at, at that market and it's a it's always a fine um, kind of commodity balance so we would never put uh, a farmer in a market you know an egg farmer in a market that already has like four four farmers that already sell eggs and aren't selling out you know so it's kind of always looking looking to that balance and then it also is what what day can the farmer drive into the city sure um you know how many how many trucks do they have is their parking available um you know can they can they drop off can they go to more than one market on one day so a lot of different factors go into what farmers are at what markets Awesome. So I guess before we wrap up, I want to just give you a chance if there's anything uh, that we we didn't touch base with, but also just kind of thinking towards the future, you know, if if it's Alexis Stevens world and you've got your magic wand, I mean, any big wishes, you know, if if we're pretending there's a multimillionaire out there looking for something to do with his money, I mean, Mm -hmm. what, what, what do you guys need? What can we do for you? Well, I think that my goal and where I want to see the project and all the food stamps and farmers market project, I just want everybody, all uh, food stamp, food stamp um, 
people who are enrolled in the food stamp program to know that they can use um, their food stamps at the farmer's market and all farmer's markets and all um, farmers to be able to accept these food stamps, something that, you know, just like how it was um, 15 years ago. But, you know, have, have that, have that, um, have that, you know, simple thing happen again. So whether that's, you know, money available to make um, every farmer's market in, in the country, you know, be able to accept food stamps or whether that's, you know, farmers or the technology finally catching up so we can equip every farmer um, with a, with a, a terminal that, that they can use to accept food stamps and, um, and it's easy for them and they're finding it to be an eco- economically viable um, program to, to have and, and operate themselves. So. Awesome. Alexis, thanks so much. Uh, I know I learned a ton today and we are going to kind of continue exploring some of the issues that that we addressed here next week when we talk about Christine Quinn's 59 point blueprint for creating jobs, improving public health and protecting the environment um, looking through, through, through food in New York City. Thanks a lot, guys. See you next week. Great. Thank you.